Hello, Catherine. Welcome to the Patapod. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, you're totally welcome. Uh, how are you doing today? Good, thank you. Yeah, it's been very busy. Lots of things done today, which have needed to be done for weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> are you a list maker? Do you write lists? I am, yeah, but I have a tendency to take ages to do it. To actually write the list? Oh, no, to do the what st- I wrote on the list. Oh, okay. So I write, you know, I'm going to do this today and then I don't do any of it today. So it's always a good feeling ticking it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we properly get started, uh, we should just explain to the listeners how mm-hmm. we know each other. So I first came across you in Nottingham at yes, the cathedral. Yeah, yeah. And you were a member of the youth choir. Yes, I was, yeah. I joined in... Oh, when was it? 2011 I think I was 10 yeah oh wow yeah, a long ten time ago, ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've known each other for 10 years Catherine oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Time> flies <laughs> that's the right thing to say can you remember it all the way back then what it was like yeah I remember the the first time me and my brother and sister walked in I think we were quite late actually oh right okay my mum was sort of trying to find her way around Nottingham because she'd just moved and but I just yeah I remember we were walked in really quickly and just sat down, no idea like what was that alto, what was soprano. Um, <laughs> and had you done much singing before then? Yeah, so I was in a choir called Jubilate, I think it was called. In It was a Church of England church um, in a place called Malden and it was quite quiet and it was really nice. Um, and we used to have, um, I can't remember what it was called now, but we do sort of stages and then we would have medals yeah and the color of the medal was different like the stages you went up so I think it was if I remember correctly white pale blue and then dark blue I think and we had a book and we had to complete it or something I can't, I can't remember All right. but we would wear this medal every time we sang for like I think it was even song we did and we had weddings we used to sing at and we used to get paid um, ah. yeah that was fun. So we'd done some singing before coming to Nottingham. And so you just mentioned your sister and your brother. So was it a musical family sort of growing up? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can't really remember how it started. I think it started with all of us having piano lessons. Right. Every Thursday evening we would go and have a piano lesson. And then I did, I did ballet with my sister for a long time. And then... There was sort of at my lower school in Bedford, it's called not primary school, lower school. There was like an evening where loads of people came in with instruments, you know, brass, string, woodwind. And we would go around and try each instrument. Yeah. And I remember going, I couldn't get a stand up with flute, absolutely no chance of me playing the flute. Um, And then I played, I was like, oh yeah, I want to do the violin. And I went, had got violin. And this, this man was heard me like sort of attempt to play this violin and he was like mm, maybe you should try the cello and then I sat down with this cello and he's like yeah yeah that really suits you so from then on I had lessons through the county on the cello and it uh, went on from there yeah I was nine I think maybe eight right but yeah and that's what you've carried on right through so you're now at the Royal Northern yes yeah and what what did your brother and sister play um, so my sister plays the oboe. I think she's currently preparing for grade eight. I'm not sure when she's going to take that, but yeah. yeah. 
and my brother play or did play I don't know how often he plays it anymore but the French <laughs> horn uh, which yeah so quite nice having a different instrument from different category yeah I guess as a as a sort of musical family if you're all playing the cello there'll be more chance of you being com- more competitive I guess yeah but that's quite a, that's quite a nice range um, yeah well actually all three of those are my like definitely my top five yes yeah if I had to choose from each like woodwind brass it would mm. be but yeah very musical very loud in the house (laughs) yeah are your parents musical at all yeah um my mum played the piano um okay she still does um and then she played the organ when we moved to nottingham at our local church um saint anne's in radcliffe yeah for a bit you know just to take the weight off the main organist there and i did some organ playing as well that was when I was having lessons with Robert way back. I must have been year 12. Robert Gower, the one and only. Yeah. <laughs> and she played the oboe when she was young as well. Okay. But she uh, she came from a musical household, like my granddad. He played the piano and did lots of like drama and like was in musicals. Um, that side of family is quite musical and acting, sort of artsy side, yeah. Okay. And then yeah. my dad... <laughs> He played the clarinet when he was younger, but I think he stopped at grade five. I think I might be wrong. Okay. Um, so yeah, he, yeah, and then he sings as well. But that right. side's also quite musical. My nan was a mezzo soprano soloist. Okay. I think, when and she played the organ as well at her local church in Africa and things like that. So yeah, there's both sides musical and. In terms of like listening to music, like, were you always listening to music growing up? Was that always part of? Yes, yeah. So in the car, especially, yeah. my mum would always put like musicals on, like My Fair Lady, Kiss Me Kate, West Side Story, and then we had a CD called A Night at the Musicals, I think, which had loads of different songs from Cats and Joseph and things. So we listened to musicals a lot and classical music um she'd put classic fm on my dad likes folk music right he puts that on in the car and church music as well he has in his car pretty much most of the time the nottingham cathedral cd <laughs> and then he likes to listen to that and um, yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's something about recordings that i've done i tend not to listen to them because mm-hmm. i can't bear to look back and actually though those cds that we did in nottingham some of them are quite good and yeah. and i'm really pleased with how they turned out mm-hmm. but i can't listen to every time i listen to them i i hear all the little bits mm-hmm. that just yeah. aren't quite perfect mm-hmm. and um it's sort of yeah sort of annoys me um so I try not I, I don't listen to them as often as I probably should but great that he's our number one fan yeah <laughs> and in terms of music that you like and don't like um I, I think it depends really on like the mood I'm feeling or mm. just what I want but either what I'm playing at the moment because it's like practice mental practice and yeah you know. but like I like to listen to um, sort of folk music and laid back sort of pop like Harry Styles if I'm in that mood Um, but yeah mostly I would say I'd go straight to like classical like quartets and and stuff like that yeah so as a solo 
as a cellist, what sort of music do you like playing? That's a good question. Um, I like romantic music. Okay. It just you can express yourself more. It has. I feel like it suits the tone of my cello um, more. But you know, baroque's fun, even though it's quite boring sometimes for the bass line. (laughs) Classical, yeah, that's that's a good laugh. (laughs) Like um, (laughs) Beethoven, Mozart. Um, I preferred that on the piano rather than the cello. But definitely like Elgar, which is what I'm playing at the moment, and things like that. So you've kept your piano playing up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm still playing here. I've got a keyboard in my room, thanks to my parents. And I still keep tinkling on that. I did grade eight in, I think it was year 12, and I've just been sort of progressing from that point on. And yeah. listening to music I like and then finding it and then either learning it or being like, oh, that's too hard. No, I can't <laughs> <do> that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's still going. And have you got a quartet? Do you play in quartets quite a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm currently in a quartet, um, it's called the Arc Quartet, and we're playing at the moment Shostakovich String Quartet number eight, which is fun and quite tricky, a bit of a nightmare. Um, and then we're playing Momentum by Macmillan, the Scottish composer, which is yeah, great fun. And do you have a preference over playing as a quartet or sort of solo playing? Um, I like the balance. If yeah, in fact, I prefer quartet playing over solo because you've got other people around you and yeah. you can rely on, and you're not as exposed, so it's it's safer. I feel. Yeah, and does that carry over into singing as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to be really nervous even singing one apart just by myself, but I think that's I've become more confident in the past year with that definitely but yeah no I prefer as a group rather yeah by myself yeah well I've heard you saying one part quite a lot recently yeah. and you know you're doing really well you're not oh, you don't, well you don't sound nervous at all so <laughs> I think it's one of those you get to a certain point where you just have to go for it like there's mm-hmm. no room for yeah. for like nerves or anything you just have to like oh well it's all or nothing yeah really. yeah and is there just going back to music that you listen to is there any music that you're you're not a fan of that you really actively dislike uh I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of jazz okay yeah that that was my least favorite in G City A Love music and I haven't listened to it since (laughs) um uh, I'd say crazy contemporary music there's this cello piece called Petals and it's microphones and all sorts of things and it just sounds like my nightmares like it's horrendous um and I'd I don't know I used to hate opera but since playing um I was is it an opera Pirates of Penzance oh yeah yeah in um first year right at the start I've become more I've warmed up to it and um, yeah I, I enjoy it but at the start when I was younger it kind of gave me a headache and I was just I know what you mean. I mean, I I used to hate opera. And some opera I still am like, I, I still find quite dull. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will probably shudder at hearing this, but a lot of the romantic operas, the real, the ones that put bums on seats for mm-hmm. other companies, I don't really enjoy that often. Mm-hmm. But I got, we had a really good course at Nottingham, which was an introduction to opera. And we had a really great lecturer who 
was just fantastic at getting us all on twos about opera and we went mm -hmm. to see yeah. stuff when Opera North came to Nottingham and that was quite fun and I then did Magic Fluid and I mm -hmm. MD'd it and that was really good fun I, I really enjoyed getting to know that piece and, yeah that's a good one um, but the year before that in my final year at uni we did the Gilbert and Sullivan Society um, mm -hmm. we did Ruddy Gore and I was MD for that and that was quite a nice like halfway house because it's not really opera but it's more operetta I guess <laughs> but still like quite a lot of that romantic stuff I don't really like so it's it's more early music and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. some Mozart and then like the Britain operas really mm -hmm. I think it's mainly the Britain operas for me <laughs> yeah. about it more. I think with the Britain operas there's more of a plot that isn't right. about yeah. like upper class society mm -hmm. just lording it over themselves but it's interesting what you also said about jazz because I, I struggled with jazz quite a lot um, and I think it's because there's just so much there's like so much variety in it mm -hmm. so I think there's sometimes I've been to a few jazz gigs and a few like jazz bars and sometimes the music is fine as a sort of background yeah. mm -hmm. thing but sometimes it's just like can be a bit too intense it, yeah, just, yeah yeah I mean in so, some situations it's fine you know yeah. going in the background but yeah I wouldn't actively sit down and play a jazz playlist yeah, yeah yeah cool well are you happy to go straight into your seven tracks yeah yeah okay let's take it away with your first track please Catherine well one of them is 16 going on 17 from the sound of music ah classic I've loved this song since oh I can't remember now a very young age we used to watch the film a lot growing up and it's when when the scene came on I was just I was either just looking at it in absolute awe as young five-year-old Catherine mm -hmm. um and or, or either just singing along with it and my dad likes to <laughs> remind me uh, even though I have no recollection of it but when we were on holiday in Norfolk when I was five I was sat in a massive hole on the beach digging and I was just singing 16 going on 17 and the, all these people were just walking past looking down in this hole and I was five singing that <laughs> and I just really it's yeah it's just one of my favorite songs and even now I just it's just I love singing it <laughs> <laughs> I think every time I hear this song now I'm just gonna have this picture of you in, in a, a hole <laughs> yeah in a hole yeah. on the beach yeah, and I was just so excited to be 16 going on 17, but then when it came to going 16 on 17, I don't think that excitement really was there. Um, <laughs> I didn't but, live up to your expectations. Yeah, but it brings back lots of lovely memories of watching it as a family together. Yeah. Yeah. I am 16 going on 17, I know that I'm naive. Fellows I meet may tell me I'm sweet and willingly I believe I am 16 going on 17 innocent as a rose Bachelor dandies, drinkers of brandies, what do I know of those? Yeah, I actually watched The Sound of Music during the first lockdown last year and I just forget how long it is. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes on for such a long time. And you, you get to about, uh, well, the bit where there's an intermission mm -hmm. and you think, 
Oh, are we? <laughs> are we only halfway through? Yeah. Oh wow. It's like they should have stopped there and then made a second film. Yeah. The second yeah, the sequel. Part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be very up for that. Tell us about your next track. Um. Well, sticking to musicals, the next one is the song "No One Is Alone" from the musical Into the Woods by Sondheim. So this is, again, another fave musical. I was at my sixth form, which was in Southwell, in year 12. I was in the band for the school production of Into the Woods. Oh, wow. And that was really fun, but really intense. We had about six shows in a week. Yeah. Um, And on the Saturday, too, so the matinee and the evening performance. And I was the only cellist, so it's not like I could have done half and half yeah and it was it was a really amazing experience and it's made me you know in the future I want to be in a pit band and tour that'd be really exciting and I think this is near the end and I just remember every time we came to this song I was like yes we're at the end oh my god yeah (laughs) sleep but I think as well the song holds such a great message um yeah you know no one is alone everyone makes mistakes it's fine to make mistakes learn from your mistakes someone is on your side it's all great it just also reminds me of that really fun but tiring experience in sixth form Mm. it's part of the fun of doing a show is when you know the piece so well Mm -hmm. and people start ad-libbing and yeah yeah i say it's part of the fun it's also part of the stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. and as a conductor when you know the clarinetists start bamping up things yeah that's not quite um, what's on the page and you know me I'm a stickler for Mm -hmm. trying to do what's on the page when we did Rudigore at university and I was conducting um on the final day people had gone out for a meal between the matinee and the evening performance on the Saturday and uh it was just a very I don't think much of the music was Sullivan uh (laughs) it was just everyone was having a really great time yeah um but uh yeah you know that but that experience I think of being together and knowing a piece of music so well that you can just start having a lot of fun with it yeah yeah um, it's really great yeah no I've I've done an arrangement of this song with the Radcliffe Ladies Choir same Radcliffe of your uh your hometown and it's it's beautiful and it's it's one of those where there's something quite special about it being sung by uh I mean it's a ladies choir so there are more mature women shall we mm-hmm. say so we're just speaking these words that you know it does feel as if it's a mother sort of saying it to a I can't remember who sings it in the show but it, it just feels quite like quite a maternal piece yeah um and they all sung it because we we sung everything without music. Mm-hmm. It was all done from memory, which is great because people then own the music a bit more and can sing it with a bit more emotion. And we'd always sing this near the end of a concert, and yeah. uh, it would, um, yeah, it would. It's just just very emotional. Mother cannot guide you. Beside you, still you're not alone. No one is alone, truly, no one is alone. 
Tell us about your next track. My next track would be Dancer Bacchanal um, by Samson. I think, yeah, this is from Act 3 of his opera, Samson and Delilah. Um, and I played this when I went on tour with the Nottingham Youth Orchestra when I was in year 10, I think it was 2016. Okay. And this was one of my favourite pieces. It's exciting. It's it just gives you a buzz like everyone was singing it on the coach afterwards and it just sort of brings back lots of fun memories of that tour um i think the the post tour concert was actually in nottingham cathedral for that tour oh it was that one okay yeah yeah, yeah i was there for that actually i think I yeah I think you were, yeah but that was a lot of fun we played in some amazing places i think we played in the national museum of music in prague and um, it was just such an amazing experience. And then I think it was in September after the tour, we played it with the Opera North Orchestra. And just sitting alongside professionals was just, again, a really amazing experience. Mm. And especially with that piece, it, it sort of gave you a rush afterwards. And it was such an amazing opportunity. But yeah, that tour was a lot of fun. I, I subsequently went on to do tours in the Loire Valley in 2017. And then my last tour was in Vienna in 2019. And just some amazing memories. And that piece just reminds me of all those tours, really. The feeling you get from them. And it's amazing when you're... It's that thing when when you've got a piece that you know so well and you get to do it so many times because I think so many times in classical music yeah. and uh, particularly in choirs and stuff at particular cathedral we sing a piece and we do it once and then we move on and even if we've been rehearsing a piece for a concert we do that concert once and then we move on yeah uh, so it's it's quite nice to really get to know a piece and be able to perform it so many different times because each time is going to be slightly different and you're going to yeah. take something yeah. different away from it each time reminds me of that swinging samson piece that we did oh in the, yes yeah in the youth choir yeah <laughs> yeah completely forgot about that yeah uh i think we did oh noah oh captain noah 
Yes. And his floating zoo. Jonah and the Whale, I think, was the first one I did. And the little, I remember the little narrations in between each movement. Oh, yes. Yeah, And trying to persuade people to do those. Do those. Yeah. (laughs) Good times. Uh, (laughs) Slightly different from the Sanson. And I'm guessing, I guess at the moment, you've not been able to do any orchestral music. Yeah, it's been, I think the last time I played in orchestra was January 2020, at the end of January, when we played in college, Piano Concerto, and we premiered a new piece that someone written, and some minor, I think, I could be wrong, yeah. Okay. And that was an amazing experience, my mum came to watch that, and oh, it I've almost forgotten what it's like to play in an orchestra. Probably lost the stamina as well, but hopefully um, after recitals are done, there should be some projects where we'll play together again. Yeah. But it has been a really long time, unfortunately. I just, I cannot wait for, like, I cannot wait to go to a concert Mm, and see an orchestra play. And I I mean, I always get excited when the oboe, it plays the A and everyone's tuning Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's always sort of really excited me. But I think this time I'll, I'll probably cry or something. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's been such a long time. Yeah, it's just when the oboe plays and everyone in the audience just like shh. Yeah, and it's like quiet. It's just like yes. That real sense of anticipation of yeah, what's about to happen and yeah, oh, I can, I, I get really envious of those who play orchestral instruments because I've never had that experience of playing in a, an orchestra apart from being dept in to play some percussion but let's <laughs> yeah. not talk about that because that was a disaster uh, but being being a string player I think in particular where you're just surrounded by loads of people yeah and yeah. you're all working towards this one thing yeah um, I think it's very different to being in a choir I guess um, yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of work lots of rehearsals lot of stress but I think when it gets to the actual concert although when you're quite nervous and a bit oh, is it going to go well when you're yeah. actually sat out there and playing it's I don't know a release of all the work you've done mm. afterwards especially when everyone's a bit emotional and then goes to the bar and has a great <laughs> night afterwards it's yeah it's definitely worth all the hard work and yeah we'll be so good when that's back yeah oh, I cannot wait cannot wait okay tell us about your next track so my next track um, is Jewish Song by a composer called Block, who's also Jewish. And I played this for my grade eight cello a long time ago now. I think I was in year 11. And this is, was one of my favourite pieces out of the programme. It's just has a lot of meaning behind it, you know, about anti-Semitism and just Jewish struggle and this piece was dedicated to the Jewish cellist Hans Kinder, I think. And I think he premiered it in Germany somewhere, if I had to hazard a guess, Weimar. And it came with a work with two other pieces called Prayer and Supplication. And it's just about sort of reflective prayers, sort of sadness. It's quite, oh, it's just really beautiful. And it's so much fun to play on the cello. Um, it has an amazing range, you know, high up on the A string, which is the top string of the cello. Yeah. 
okay. and then really low down on the C string, which is the bottom okay. string on the cello. And it, you know, it just allows you to express so much emotion when you're playing it. And you feel when you're playing it like you have to, I don't know, portray the Jewish history and through it. So it's, yeah, it's great fun. I really enjoyed it. And I picked it up again this Easter, actually. Um, oh, right. My parents posted it up to me and played it. It's amazing to play in, in a nice acoustic right. environment as well. But yeah, that's my favourite cello piece. Is there, so on the cello, is there anything, because obviously there's so much that you can do with the cello, like is there a particular part of the cello that you like to play? Like do you prefer playing down low or like up high or in the middle or like do you have any extended techniques that you love whacking out or do you hate stuff like that? I don't like playing open strings in a piece, even if it states playing open string, just because that's very exposed and sometimes tuning slips and if you play it it just sounds horrendous yeah but in terms of where i like to play i'd I'd say there isn't a specific place i prefer more than others like i like playing down low and up high maybe down low a bit better than you know up high which we would call thumb position um because your fingers have to be so much closer together up high because the gaps between notes get so much smaller and yeah, you just end up sometimes end up tripping over and yeah, it's quite stressful. Um, <laughs> in terms of extended techniques, um, I would say false harmonics, even though it's not everyone's favourites and it is quite hard um, and challenging and I still can't mm, kind of play them. But they're, they're just really fun and when you do get it right, it sounds really good. Um, I would also say octaves are my favourite. Playing octaves, they're really awkward. You have to like lift your thumb up. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I definitely say I'd improved on those two technical aspects since coming to college. Definitely. Yeah. I used to hate yeah. them, but now I love them. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. Great. Let's move on to your next piece. Um, so my next piece is a piano piece called Papillons by Schumann. This piece is actually quite long. It's like 14 minutes, I think. Oh, wow. And it has 12 sort of mini movements. And I started learning this piece in second term this year, so I'd say around February. And I've just kind of finished learning it. And I, I was watching the film Little Women, the most recent oh, one that yeah. came out. Okay. With Emma Watson and um, 
um, Saoirse Ronan. And there was a there's a scene when one of the sisters, I can't remember her name now, she goes to the big house and she plays the grand piano. And I was watching him and she played this piece and I was like, oh my God, what's this piece? It sounds so good. So yeah. I got Shazam off of my phone. I had to like put, play it three times for it to finally tell me the piece. And I was like, oh, I really want to learn this. And the next day I found it um, online and I was like, you know what, this is one I can actually learn. Because sometimes I hear pieces and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so fun. This is amazing. Yeah. Look at the music and I'm like, Mm, there's absolutely no way I'm going to be able to teach myself this but this was one I took up as a as a challenge I guess and as a something I can do away from the cello and yeah. improve my piano playing and the technique and it definitely has and it's great fun very contrasting and yeah I really love it Schumann's a good quartet as well. Uh, I think it's the kinder scenes, the child scenes he does on the piano, which was um, which were really fun as well. I think those were in that film as well. That's that's I'd say that's my favourite film as well. It has so much good music. I think it has Vorjak quartets in it and Chopin. Just yeah. Really good music, really good soundtrack. Well, thanks for the film recommendation. I shall definitely check that out. And your next track? So my next one is Mother of God, Here I Stand, which is one of my favourite choral pieces. Um, I'd say it was my dad's as well. Um, when, when he gets to that song on that CD, he's like, silence, it's a good, it's a good song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yet again, it's just really soothing peaceful reflective beautiful I really enjoyed singing it I think we sang it on tour in Lords. yeah for mm. one of the concerts and yeah it's just you have to control your breathing so much and not breathe obviously which is something at the time I was struggling with but yeah I just really love it and when it comes on it reminds me of that tour and yeah. I know some of our listeners will know that tour but that was back in 2019 Mm -hmm. when we decided to (laughs) celebrate the 175th anniversary of Nottingham Cathedral being consecrated I think the anniversary by taking the Cathedral Choir and Cathedral Youth Choir on tour as part of uh, the diocesan pilgrimage to Lourdes Um, and then on the way back, stopping by Paris to, well, we were meant to sing mass in uh, Notre Dame, but that didn't happen because of the fire, which was a great sadness. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and it was quite a bonkers year because we spent so much time trying to raise money 
doing fundraising mm-hmm. concerts t- for that tour. And uh, but it was, I mean, looking back, just really incredible. Okay, so tell us your final, yeah, track number seven, your final of the top seven. So my final one is The March from the ballet The Nutcracker. Okay. Um, so before I play the cello, I wanted to be a ballerina. So, uh, really? Um, yeah, I did lots of ballet um, where I used to live in Bedford. And that was good fun and then I moved to another ballet place which was I would say more intense than before before it was just little girls running across the straight a uh, stage um to some music but this was like quite like bar classical um very strict yeah we would call she was called Madame Halle she was French um strict coach and with a live pianist and it was great fun um and then my sister joined and then unfortunately I had to stop because we were moving house Uh. to Nottingham and we couldn't I mean there was a sort of ballet dance school but it wasn't really the same it was it was going to be sort of mixed dance so not just ballet and I wanted to focus on ballet that makes sense but the Nutcracker I'd say is one of my favorite ballets um my mum took me to London for my seventh birthday to see the Nutcracker performed by the English National Ballet when I was seven. And it was just amazing. I remember being just in awe throughout the whole performance. Mm. And just the set, the dances, the music was just incredible. And it just, it was an amazing night. And afterwards I was in in like a dream state I would say and then I just kept going on about it days afterwards but that was great fun and then I went to see a ballet I think it was Romeo and Juliet the ballet with my primary school and that was again really just amazing and that I just wanted to do ballet I wanted to do that but I think it was my eighth birthday um, my mum took me to see the Philharmonia Orchestra perform Peter and the Wolf and I think that had narrations with the story Yeah. and at the end they invited 
um, the children onto the stage to sit next to their favourite instrument and I ended up sitting next to the cellos of course and that's when instead of ballet I decided to play the cello um, but yeah this, this piece um, just reminds me of that amazing performance my mum took me to see and just sort of my experience as a ballerina as a young girl. That's an adorable story you having that sort of moment on stage yeah that's gonna be the cello oh wow I don't know if I intentionally meant to sit next to the cello (laughs) I think I think I just sat yeah I mean I'm gonna say I yeah. <laughs> we'll say <laughs> we'll say you did. So do you still so ballet is still a, a sort of passion, like going to see ballets and ballet music? Um I haven't seen the ballet in ages. I watched Swan Lake briefly mm. um on YouTube one night, but I don't think I finished it. Um but I've played ballet pieces, um Swan Lake, The Nutcracker, um, and it just reminds me of that performance that I saw and I definitely after Covid's over at some point would love to go see a ballet more frequently. Thank you, Catherine, for that wonderful selection of music. We're going to take a quick break now and we'll resume for part two with some of your honourable mentions. (laughs) 